0: Everybody and welcome to another edition of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard. Here with me, as per usual, is the one, the only, the inimitable John Tesh. I I,
1: I am actually developing dead butt syndrome. This is the this is um, it's a real thing, and we can talk about it in the next podcast. But no, it's no, a, we're talking about that now. <laughs> what is dead butt syndrome? Well, it's it's I've been in the studio for so long that uh, if you sit for too long, your your butt muscles can actually become atrophied. You know you have a
0: standing desk.
1: <laughs> I know I do and I love my standing desk but sometimes I just get so, you know, I get so involved in in doing all these this audio, radio and podcast stuff that I'm afraid I'm going to get dead butt syndrome. So maybe why don't we leave this for the end of the podcast cuz I know you got other stuff you want to get to. I didn't mean to like derail you. No, no, no. talking about my butt. But um but but also I think, I think <laughs> listeners really want to know about that. Well, and the other thing is I talked That's to doc- why they tune in. I talked to Dr. Ryan Cotton. Uh, who is the head of rehabilitation at, um, uh, at Cedars, and he thinks I need to do more, uh, what are those exercises? Deadlifts. Deadlifts. He thinks I need yeah. to do more deadlifts because it produces more growth hormone and yeah. because it's great, it's great for uh, you know, stability in your body. So we'll go over that a little
0: well, bit. Well, you later. actually look really strong right now, and I know you're paranoid about how you look, but you look really strong. How is everything going? We've talked about your your journey on this podcast yeah, before. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel I feel really really good, and, and
1: and thank thank goodness that you've been with me on you know keeping me on this ketogenic diet. Um, I feel I feel great. I have a lot of energy. I don't like the way I look uh, because I've lost you know thirty pounds, and I'm I'm, I'm sort of you know angular anyway, uh, even without you know facing cancer treatments. But uh, it's, if stuff's starting to come back, it's just you know because of the treatments that I have, it's taking the testosterone out of my body, so I have to work. I have to work twice as hard to build any muscle at all. I mean, I'm lifting all kinds of weight and nothing's
0: happening. Nobody would know from the sound of your voice that you have no testosterone in your body. By the
1: way, <laughs> they preserve my uh, my voice. Thank you very much. Frequencies only like migrating whales can hear. Ah, on, very kind. So so anyway, I'm sorry. You had some stuff you wanted to talk about, right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your butt. Uh, okay, so uh, speaking of feeling better, this yeah. is a piece. Uh, that we, we we talked a little bit about this week, and I love it. Uh, and I made a reference to it before when we did it, where I, I talked about John Voight's pencil. But you can stick a pencil between your teeth, and it'll cause your lips to curl into a smile. So if you're having a bad day, try this trick. It'll give you an instant mood boost. Clinical psychologist Dr. Tara Kraft says by using these smile muscles, it sends a message to your brain to create positive emotions, so you feel less frazzled and happier. You only need to do it for they say 30 seconds to a minute to get results. And uh, it's the fastest mood lifter around and cheaper and healthier than taking a pill.
1: So this is a great hack and this 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 really works and and I, I know this works because I've seen a lot of this research that says that um you know, if you fake a smile, I mean people are gonna see it if you fake a smile, you're gonna look like a weirdo, but your your brain doesn't know the difference. Right. Uh, and, exactly. And, yeah. And so and so you're gonna you're gonna be in a better mood and the and the best way to if you just can't manage a smile, do what Give says and just Put a pencil between your, your your teeth, and it forces your your mouth into like we, we make Lucy the dog smile all the time by pulling her lips back. <laughs> she's got to be so happy. <laughs>
0: well, she's a little bit. She's an older dog, so I don't know what happiness looks like. Lifting her head slightly when you walk in the room. Yeah, this reminds me too. I'm in the
1: middle of reading this book. I haven't turned you on to this yet because I know we're usually in the same book book club. But it's an older book, and it's it's by Martin Seligman, and it's called Learned Optimism. Yeah. And it's about how you can turn yourself into a more optimistic per- person. And improve your immune system and this, this is part of it he goes through the whole thing about faking it until you make it fakes, that's what this it. is yeah, right you yeah. fake
0: your emotions until yeah. you make it you make yeah. yourself uh you make yourself seem happier and your brain literally doesn't know the difference it's right. it's uh, it's it's an amazing mind hack now obviously if you uh if you have clinical depression that is being treated by a doctor this is not a um That's something you should do instead of your meds, but it definitely will give you a mood boost. Yeah, I love it. Hey, I got off of my Xanax because of this. John Tesh told me, yes, (laughs) it's just what we need, another lawsuit. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of feeling better, what we talk about all the time on all of our shows, radio, television, etc. is kale. Kale is all of a sudden everywhere did you guys have kale when you were growing up no I I, I didn't
1: know what it was. maybe it was called something else like uh grass I don't know um, or, or dinosaur leaves yeah I hate kale really uh, yeah well you know me I mean I eat stir-fry every day twice yes, uh, twice yes. a day kale is not in my stir-fry it's a, it's too bitter for me uh and I and, and I know that uh it's it's it is the rage when you go to any any restaurant it's the kale
0: salad and the kale Chips all over Whole Foods. Kale, kale chips are great. They're not bad. Yeah. That's, not where, bad. that's where that's yeah. where I think you're wrong. You just uh <laughs> cover them in a little olive oil, some salt, put those in the oven. Don't forget them in the oven. Yes. Pop them out. The chips. So why are we talking about kale? Because I'm not eating it anymore. Well, as you know, as you're aware, kale is everywhere now, but we've reached peak kale. Peak kale exposure. It's now being used in place of flowers in wedding bouquets. <laughs> no, it's so not. People are on Reddit. Twitter, they're showing off their kale bouquets. And if you know, if you set foot in a Whole Foods or, or literally any like we were talking about any sort of health food store, it is it is all of a sudden really, really trendy. It came out of nowhere. I don't remember being told to eat my kale when I was a kid. It was broccoli. Broccoli was the was the vegetable du jour when I was growing up. But it's now replacing customary flower bouquets for brides. And if you just Google, you'll see articles about how to style yeah. a kale bouquet. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I mean, it's a green leaf. Right, right, so right. why not put it in there with the baby's breath? I mean, there's green leaves in bouquets. You can wrap the flowers in them. And if you're a health nut, if you're like a yogi that's getting married, why not have, add a little kale for personality? This, this, you know bouquet. what this is? This, this, this I'm, a, I'm a real. Uh,
1: in many ways, I'm a real traditionalist, and and this is like having the chihuahua come down the, the aisle with a ring on its head. You know, I mean, some is, people think that's hilarious. I, 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 I I'm I, one of them.
0: It's not. What is, is is a wedding a place for hilarity and kale? If that's part of your personality, look, if you're talking about a Pilates instructor marrying a, an Instagram model, then, yeah, kale in their bouquet makes a lot of sense. If you're talking about, like, a, you know, a 45-year-old accountant marrying his, you know, best friend's sister, then, yeah, then you probably don't have the kale in the bouquet. Why don't you just make everything in the wedding edible? So the wedding dress is edible. The chairs. So yeah, dude, that sounds amazing. (laughs) No, it doesn't. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Oh, it's the foodie wedding. Everything is edible. Yeah, everything tastes great. I came up with another great (laughs) millennial idea. Oh, oh darn. So speaking of the Instagram model marrying the fitness instructor, uh, here is we 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 do all of these compound exercises. We do all of these crazy. We, you know, I have all of my apps that give me workouts to do. But do you know what the ultimate fitness test is? Tell me. It's, it's the old standby. It's the old push-up. Oh, gosh. So, so yeah. it, is, it is the yeah. way that we need to be measuring our physical fitness from now on, according to researchers. Uh, according to the New York Times, it's a good indication of, of the kind of physical fitness that you're in. So here are some of the numbers that you should be able to do. Uh, women should be able to do at least 16 push-ups every by the age of forty. So if you're forty and under, you need to be able to do sixteen. Men uh, up to forty need to be able to do twenty-seven minimum. If you can't do those, you need to start a wellness program immediately. Uh, by age sixty, women should still be able to do six push-ups, and men should be able to do seventeen. You can do definitely do dozens of push-ups. Well, now,
1: can you rest, or do you have to just keep going? As long as your knees don't touch, does it still count as, I mean... I,
0: I guess so. I think if yeah. you could just do it in one go, that's definitely what we're talking about.
1: I mean, who, I'm, I'm already asking for help. Um, yeah, we, but listen, you're, you're onto something here, because the, the push-up, we all talk, you know, everybody still thinks, a lot of people still think that, oh my gosh, I want washboard abs, so I'm going to do uh, crunches. Abs are made in the kitchen, man. Yeah, they are, uh, and they're also made on the bike and on the, on the treadmill, uh, with with aerobics, but but push-ups you know in, in my back doctor years ago told me that that was the you know doing planks and doing pushups was the, was the, was the the best exercise. and push-ups is that thing where you know it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in in an old interview that I did with him in and um, uh, for entertainment tonight. You know, he said in his I won't do his inimitable voice, but but he he said that thing where he says, it's I, often it, imitated. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Not imitated. I was just throwing around vocabularies that I didn't understand. Um he he said that you know things change in my life, whatever. He said, but you know, bench, I think he said, bench pressing 250 pounds will always be bent. It's never going to change. Right. It's always 250 but pounds. That's what it weighs. Right. So it's a great way to measure where you are. And that's the same thing with push-ups. If you, you know, if all of a sudden on a Thursday you go, let me see how many push-ups I can do. And it's now five instead of 25, you know, right. that something's going on. Right. It's almost, yeah. So I absolutely agree with you. I think it's amazing. The other exercise that, that is really hard for me to do, it always has been my whole life uh, and I know that this is an incredible measure of exercise, and you never see anybody on this, except for that gym that I went to of yours uh, you never uh, you see anybody on this device it 's pull ups oh yeah they 're so difficult you know because you 're basically pulling your entire weight up onto up over a bar yeah pull ups are,
0: are actually believe it or not really popular at my gym there's always yeah. there 's always people uh working in on the on the pull up machine and actually uh I hate to say this, but I've gotten into something lately that I think you'd like, weighted pull-ups No, and dips. you're not doing that. I that's wear a crazy. weight belt, and then, then I do my pull-ups and dips, and that's yeah. the way I do it. But that's, yeah. that's a different thing. And you and I are tall, and actually, because we're tall, pull-ups and longer. push-ups are harder. Yeah. We, have, we have a longer distance to move our weight, and that makes and that makes those things harder. So the old standby, as John was saying, it works your core, it works your upper body completely, uh, and, and, if, and, and the better shape you're in, the more you should be able to do. It's, it's push-ups. Um, if you... If you do enough push-ups, eventually you're going to feel good looking and you're going to, want to meet somebody. So if you want to form a solid connection with somebody that you've just met, a recent study found that the key is to ma- maintain, maintain eye contact for at least 60% of the conversation. If you look away more than that, and they'll think you aren't really interested in them or, or what they have to say. So 60% of the time, you need to be looking in their eyes. That's yeah, a long time. It, I don't do that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't do that either. And, and because I think you and I... With with our ADD, I th- I think I I think I I think better when I'm not looking into somebody's eyes.
0: Hundred percent, yeah. Hundred percent. I know
1: some people think that it's like you know, what are you looking at? You know, but. But if I look even now when we're doing the show, right, I'll look away from you because I can think I can think better 100%. if I'm not looking right right in your eyes. Because I'm very self conscious of it right now, but we're doing the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> um, but so sixty percent of the conversation, uh, if you're not doing that, then you're sending the message apparently that you're not that interested, huh?
0: Yeah. Wow. Which, which I find, I mean, 60% is, pr- is pretty high, but these are the subconscious cues. These are what the researchers come up with that you, that you need. If you want to form that connection, you got to look at them. And it's, it's not that hard to do, but to me, it just feels like a lot. I, I can be genuinely interested in what people have to say at a party or in a one-on-one conversation, and I do the same thing you do, where I, I look away to pull my thoughts in, but we're sending the message that we are uninterested. So make a concerted effort yeah. to, to look in them in the eyes 60% of the time. Here's my problem with that, though. If I spend all this time trying to look somebody in the eye, I'm going to end up being creepy because it's not going to be natural. Right. I'm just going to be right. staring right. at them right. like 1-1000, right. 1000 one right. one right. staring them right. in the right. eyes, and eventually they're going to be like, hey, have you met that creeper Gib over there? Stay away. <laughs> He's giving I me a Malukia. I know. It's going to be like me doing the Olympics where
1: I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk about uh, you know, Carrie Strug on a balance beam. and Somebody's talking in my left ear. Now, now I've got this thing playing in my ear. Look, look, look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. Look at her eyes. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
0: so give it a go, guys. Sixty percent of the time, uh, look someone in the eye, but uh, but definitely don't do it too much more than that. Uh, I have one more thing before we take a quick break, and I think this is really important because I because we started the ketogenic diet. I have been looking at the macros on the back of of nutrition information. Do you know what macros are? Everybody, the macronutrients. So uh, part of keto. I know we talk a lot about keto. This is not going to be a big thing about keto, but uh, is, is the ratio of fat to carbohydrates in your diet. That's known as the macronutrients? Well, so there's the ma- macronutrients are fat, carbohydrates, and protein. Those are the macros. Um, and I look for what the, the number one thing with keto is you look for fat against carbs and right. uh, specifically net carbs. But I, in looking at the back of these nutrition labels as, as intensely as we have been in order to stay in ketosis... I have noticed that the portion size is not very often matching what the picture on the front label shows uh-huh, of uh-huh. the food or what my conceived notion, my preconceived notion is of what a portion size should be. So experts are now saying that you should beware of the picture on the food package. Cause no matter what the nutrition label says about portion size, we take our cue from that picture on the package. This is according to our buddy food scientist Brian Wansink over at Cornell University, the, the food and brand lab, he says if a cereal box is a picture of a bl- bowl overflowing with cereal, <laughs> right, and they always do, right. we'll think that's how much we should pour right. ourselves. But if right. you look at it, it's like a cup of cereal. Right. like Literally like a measuring cup of cereal yeah. is what's in the, in the nutrition information. That's not very much. My five-year-old eats that. Uh, uh, so if it's a box of cake mix, they'll show a giant slice of three-tiered cake, yeah. which looks very appetizing. Yeah. That, with the frosting and everything, we'll think that's what a piece of cake should be. Well, that wow. does not match the nutritional information on the back. The, pickage, the package will end up showing additional foods like a glass of milk next to cookies, and we'll think we should eat that. All of a sudden, we are completely sold this on the marketing sense. that is the front of the
1: package. Yeah, this makes sense, and, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, the fr- if you look at the front of an ice cream cone package, you know, the, the, actual, the actual cones, there's like, there's like five scoops. On, oh, uh, yeah. on top of the Oh my gosh, on it's top a, top of giant, the ice cream a giant
0: stack of things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I, I definitely see my, well, you know, for all the years that I've been eating cereal. I definitely have been trying oh. to match those pictures whether it's, you know, trying to drown Mr. Snap Crackle and Pop in my Rice Krispies or 100% percent or making sure that I can I can drown, uh, you know, uh, Tony the Tiger from uh, from Frosted Flakes. Yeah, <laughs> it's all there.
0: Well, and that's, you know, that's that's the trap that we fall into and you look at the back and all of a sudden it's like servings per container 7. You're like, right. I almost ate the whole thing. Right. How much am I going to eat? Yeah. So we really I really do fall into that trap. We all need to be careful of it because that's where that's where the, uh, the sleeping serpent of bad eating habits lies. Wow, that was yeah. nice. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Well, our show today is brought to you guys by Virtue Labs. It is a brand new hair care brand with the vision to give everyone the best hair scientifically possible. And we are all about using research-backed information in order to better your life. That's what our show is all about. So six years ago, a group of bioscientists were working in restorative medicine. They discovered an incredible new protein called Alpha keratin sixty ku, which has the power to completely transform your hair. Now, John, you and I—I I hate to say this—we're losing our hair. I am very paranoid about losing. You're my not. Hair.
1: You're you're doing good. You're doing you're doing well. I yeah, fight I, the fight I, with
0: a lot of chemicals.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've I've actually done the thing. I'm giving away one of my trade secrets here, but I I've done the thing where you know I, I'm thinning in the back, right? So, um, some there was a makeup artist that, that 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 told me this trick of taking a little bit of eyeshadow. And just sort of, you know, darkening in the area there. But to you're see. blonde. So, yeah, I know, but it's, 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 you know, it's sort of brown eyeshadow. And so that when, the, when the spotlight hits it, your, your bald spot doesn't, it doesn't show. But this would be a much better solution for me. Well, <laughs> I al- can actually just do it naturally.
0: <laughs> Alpha keratin 60KU is a whole human protein that's identical to the keratin. That's what your hair is in your own hair. So it can resurface, fill in cracks from damage, and change your hair's quality and appearance Forever and right now you can find it in virtue labs line of shampoos conditioners and styling products not to mention that each formula has was created to address specific issues so heat damage frizz thinning hair like you and me that means more bounce more shine more strength and more life for your hair this is science so uh, we we actually I, I i did this i don't know if i if, if if you filled out the form but i filled it out and got a and about what all my hair needs are and they sent me customized protein products so if you want to experience this process where you get these customized products for your hair, you can try Virtue at 10% off and get free shipping with the code TESH. That's T-E-S-H. Visit VirtueLabs.com to place your order. It's time to start treating your hair with a little more humanity, a little more science. It's time for Virtue.
1: The only thing I heard was fill in the cracks from damage. That's right. Where I, yeah, that's, that's why. That's need. why. That's
0: why I'm in. So my kids are weird. Yeah, they are. I mean, they do weird things. And, and because they're kids, they don't know any better. They, they lift up their dresses at inappropriate times. They, they do all kinds of crazy stuff. They say things at inappropriate times. They point at people in the grocery store. That's my favorite thing that they do. Is just talking very yeah, yeah, loudly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Daddy, that,
0: that person should stop eating now. Yeah, why, <laughs> is, why does she have purple hair? Are you a boy or a girl? That's, yeah, a, that's, that's, a, a, that's a That's a classic. So if you want to know, I've got some facts about what's weird and what you shouldn't worry about. And these come from child psychologist, Dr. Heather Wittenberg. This is uh, something that's very popular with my kids. Number one, toddlers putting everything in their mouth. Is that, you think that's weird or you think that's, that can be normal?
1: I would say that's probably, I don't know why it's normal, but it, it seems like it's, it, it's something that's happened for, you know, for the, the, beginning of age, right. the beginning of the age.
0: So all kids use their mouth, Dr. Wittenberg says, to explore the world at some point. It's their version of adults picking up things and touching or smelling them before they buy them. So that's, that's how they experience their world. It's a big part of it. Think about it. You have a lot of nerve endings. Think about if you have a, like a piece of ice in your mouth, how big it feels, then you take it out. You see how small it is. It's because your mouth is very sensitive and they're learning about what, what mouthfeel should be. So that's okay.
1: How, how long do you think your uh, nine-month-old uh, son would survive? If you weren't there to take everything that he puts in his mouth out of his mouth, oh, six, six <laughs> minutes—it's constant.
0: What's in your mouth? Oh, what's in your mouth? Don't, why is that in your mouth? So so they're just they're 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 taste testers basically, and right? He's, yeah, he's all gums. He's got like a couple of teeth in the front, and then everything else is gums. So he's wow. you know he's nudging things with his gums. I, there there is a thin layer of saliva. Sorry to gross everybody out. There's a thin layer of saliva on like every surface in my house, including the remote control and the TV. Wow. What can you do about it? Yeah, but but Wittenberg is saying this is normal. Totally normal. Okay. It's 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 our, it's it's how we do. It's how great white sharks experience the world too. By the way, they take bites out of things. Yeah. Thank thank <laughs> the so second strange toddler behavior that uh, that we want to know if it's normal is imaginary friends. The old standby.
1: Yeah, I never had an imaginary friend. Um, I think well, I was just... you've been in Hollywood for a long time. All
0: your friends are imaginary. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was just all I all I ever thought about when I was a kid was what what's under the bed. So I think you know it's it was it was like St- stephen King was at you know was
0: at my house but your both your daughters have imaginary friends don't they well they they imbue inanimate objects with real life personality so i they haven't had like um a, a person named Babette or something that exists only in their mind they add additional personality and backstory to to toys mm-hmm. so like physical objects, but they are they oh no that's you know, that's not Barbie. That's Violet, and right. Violet, uh, you know, has had a hard time at kindergarten sure. because she misses sure. her.
1: Yeah, I, I, I bought them both. Uh, we were at Universal, and I bought them both unicorns.
0: Yes, and they were.
1: Uh, and if you give them, if, if I refer to them by the wrong name, they get all angry. Oh yeah,
0: the very specific names. Very, they're very serious about well, it's it. It's nice to know that your kids are normal. Well, <laughs> it turns out it actually is very normal. Dr. Wittenberg says taking talking to made up friends makes kids feel comfortable. Uh, Since it's a world that they can control completely, and it's very healthy. Because if you think about it, they really cannot control the world around them. So this is the one thing that they can control. I love it. I love it. All right, so we've talked about kids. Do you know, as you grow up, you pick lots of jobs. A lot of kids want to be policemen. A lot of kids want to be firefighters, astronauts. Uh, Not a lot of kids want to be librarians anymore. And for good reason. Librarians generally suffer more job stress than even police or firefighters. How does that work? Well, even though cops and firefighters risk death regularly, psychologists say that's nothing compared to the librarian's, quote, life of quiet desperation. Oh,
1: my gosh. We just took a dark
0: turn here. Well, it's a, it sounds like there's a Japanese word for that, or, or a Mandarin word for the yeah. life of quiet desperation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Librarian's I, top Iga, complaint. Igagi. Yeah, right, igagi. exactly. Yeah. Which tr- roughly translates to yeah. life of quiet yeah. desperation. Igagi. Librarians' top complaints include mundane chores that don't challenge their intellect. So, if you think about it, right, librarians are people that love books. They love to read. They love to learn, and they end up doing a job that puts them around books and learning. But most of their job consists of mindlessly reshelving those books. Right, and then they sh- shushing people too, right? Right. So they spend a lot of time. Um, they they're they're stuck between those bookshelves all day. They spend a lot of time telling people to not make noise, and that ultimately means that they are, they are suppressing social interactions. So you have people that love books, that don't get to read them, they have to spend all their time uh, reshuffling them, and putting them back on the shelves, reshelving them, and then the rest of their time telling all of the people that have come to see them that they can't talk to them. <laughs> Gosh, you're right. I don't
1: want to be a librarian. I just read a, an article the other day, I'm not sure if you saw this, but apparently librarians are saving more lives than many firefighters and and uh, police officers get a chance to, because there are more uh, uh, drug overdoses in libraries now oh, than I, there has been ever been in history. Free access to clean bathrooms. Exactly. So they go into the bathroom and they're shooting up and they and they end and they end up having a you know a heart issue or or a seizure and so a lot of these librarians are starting starting to get um trained for for CPR and they and they're they're saving lives. That's amazing. So the library has really is really changed a lot. <laughs> uh, I mean it used to be Forget the heroin addicts. I know, but it's it's you know and we were I was just in the library with you and your and your kids and and we were you know reading to your to your daughters and and that's amazing how they have those See, I think that I don't know, I know a couple of li- librarians and, and 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 so and you know this one this one woman and um Gosh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've led led such a a stressful life in the media.
0: It seems like I would love that job, right? (laughs) I get paid to read books. Well, that's the problem. You don't get to read them. You just got to shuffle them. Yeah, but you can. Yeah, but I mean, listen. You can. Yeah, yeah. If you love playing poker, but you end up being a poker dealer, you never get to play poker. You just sit there giving the cards to the guys. I'm just imagining. (laughs) Just imagining myself.
1: You know, deep in deep in the, in a read of the uh, the Ben Franklin biography, and all of a sudden I hear some commotion in the bathroom, and I fling the door open, and I save somebody's life and put him in the ambulance. I go back to
0: the Ben Franklin. I mean, I'm just—it's like I'm James Bond. Yeah, you make the life of a librarian sound very exciting. It's cool, right? But he, the reality of the life of quiet desperation is nah. you—you gotta you gotta organize things by the Dewey Decimal System and tell nah, people to keep their mouths nah, shut. It's death by Igaki. <laughs> Okay. So uh, last couple of podcasts and, and on the radio show, we've talked about something and I wanted to come back to it because you and I have been doing it. And a lot of people question whether or not we, uh, where we get all of our information and how accurate it is. Now, some of this stuff is far out there and I would never try it in a million years. Some of our listeners try it. Let us know. Facebook.com slash John Tesh. If you are trying some of the stuff that we talk about, but, uh, but we do try a lot of it. And one of my favorite things we've done recently has to do with being more efficient at work. Now you and I, Spend a lot of time going over all of our, um, all of these performance books. Mm. That's what we read. We read a lot about like finding peak performance, peak focus, getting into the zone with all these things. And recently we talked about something called the Pomodoro Technique. I love this. And it's, uh, it's based on management research showing that we can only focus on a task for exactly 25 minutes before our mind starts to wander. Now, I poo pooed this idea. I thought 29 minute, 25 minutes wasn't enough time to really get into the zone. I did not like it. Um, the research says that after 25 minutes, you should, uh, before you dive into a new project, you set this timer for 25 minutes, you set the alarm, and then you take a five-minute break before doing another 25-minute session. Right, right. I thought I was never going to get into the zone, so I went online and I got, I went to the app store and I got a Pomodoro timer. The one that I got, we have different ones that we use. I got the one called Tide. It's got a little background noise, so it, uh, I put my headphones in. It feels like I'm at a cafe and I really like it. I've been doing this. And I stinking
1: love it. I know you were saying the other day. You were saying I'm, I'm pomodoring the hell out of this day. Yes. Um, now tell me what the what the science is behind why it's 25 minutes
0: and slash five. Well, according to the researchers, all you can do is focus on a single task for 25 minutes. After that, you start to get diminishing returns. And so you you give your brain the five minute break, and then you pick another thing to work on for 25 minutes. So I just open my to do list, and I and I I am militant lately. About filling my to-do list with things that I need to do, so it's all there. I don't, you know, and I just, I, I, I put my Pomodoro timer on, open my Todoist app. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm an app guy, and I start going through my to-do list, and it is, it is unbelievable how much more productive I've been. And you know what I've added to this because I, I, do
1: 25 minutes, and and then I do um, a seven-minute break, mm-hmm. and then I try to, I try to exercise during that mm-hmm. break because, uh, or, or practice piano, you know, one of those things. But what, I, what I've been doing is I, I put down, I, I, go, I go, you know, t- let's say it's 25 and seven. I put 25, seven on, on, a, on, a, on my journal, 25, seven, 25, seven, 25, a bunch of those. And I put little boxes by them. And then I check them off every time I, I, I go. Oh. Yeah, So so after about, you know, four hours, it's like, wow, look what I, you know, it's like, yeah. a, it's like an accomplishment. Right. Thing. So I'm able to look back at the, you know, at, the, at, at sort of the calendar of what I've been doing.
0: So it's called the Pomodoro Technique. Just to recap, you can go into the App Store or the Google Play Store and you get any number of uh, of apps that will do it. I like the one with t- called Tide because it has built-in background noises, but there's a whole bunch you can try. Uh, 25 I, minutes on. You can even just it, use the alarm on your phone. Yeah, yeah, that's what playing. I do. And, and you can actually, you can tell your boss this too. Tell him that
1: you, you know that you heard it here. And, um, uh, and there's, I, I've seen this, there's plenty of stuff online about why, about why it works even beyond what we've been talking about. And so, you, you know, that, that, it'd be a good idea to sort of warm your boss up when all of a sudden they see you watching a, you know, a
0: cat video or something like that. You know, I'm on my five minute break, boss. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just had six of those. What happened? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, a little while ago we had, uh, Eric Barker, one of our favorite authors was on the podcast. Thankfully he, w- he was willing to come on and talk to us about some of his stuff and he actually, speaking of, of productivity, he gave us a productivity hack, which is you, you give yourself a low barrier of entry into, a, um, into a, uh, a habit that you're trying to form. And so for me, I, I want to be writing more. So he was, for him, it was going to the gym. So he would just literally walk into the gym every single day, whether he worked out or not, just walk in and then walk out just to get his body in the habit of going to the gym. Well, I've, started, nice. I've started opening my writing app Every single day.
1: Oh, that's cool. Just
0: opening it, looking at some of the stuff I've written, and then, I, and then I can close it if I don't have time to work on anything. But I just open the writing app every single day to try to form the habit of, of writing more. Well, he has another way to get motivated. This is sort of our motivation corner, and it is one of our favorite things. And yeah. it is listen to the Rocky theme.
1: Oh, there's nothing better than that.
0: Right. So this comes from Psyched Up the science of mental preparation and how it can help you succeed, the Rocky theme songs are referenced repeatedly in research on motivational music. For instance, in one 1995 study, two researchers asked pairs of runners who'd posted equal speeds in the past to compete against each other in the 60-meter dash. Before the athletes ran, however, one group stood in silence. The other group listened to the theme from Rocky on headphones. Afterward, the Rocky listeners, there it is. Ran faster. Don't you want to run faster right now? Their heartbeats were quicker, their muscles were tenser, and their anxiety was lower. Listening to just one minute of the Rocky theme song gave them a significant and systematic physiological advantage. Exactly. Sorry, I'm like playing this <laughs> out of my phone into the microphone. Sounds amazing. Yeah. But that, that's it. Doesn't that give you goosebumps? Does it make you want to go
1: lift well, right it's, now? I, I got this off of my, uh, off of my workout uh, uh, playlist. Yeah. For sure, I I I love this this, and it never gets old that
0: Rocky theme. Oh, man, you know? Vince DiCola, yeah. the guy, is, the guy was onto something. Yeah, Eye of the Tiger gets a little, a little old for me. That's but, Survivor, yeah, that's that, yeah, uh, which is uh, great. Eye of the Tiger, um, uh, the bleeding hearts yeah. in the bleeding heart. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, and then what's what's the one? Is it is it is it East versus West, Oh, man against man? <laughs> uh, let yeah, that. any it. nation stand right. alone. Uh, okay. okay, so uh, the whole Rocky soundtrack is great, but the Rocky theme song, where you were just playing in the training montage, that is what really motivates us. And I, I got to tell you, I started listening to it before my basketball games. You know, I play in a competitive basketball league. Yes, and I have posted more points in the last two games that I've listened to this. Oh, that's amazing! Than I had previously. You know what I listen to when I'm writing the uh, the radio
1: show is uh, is this. Oh. It's the theme from uh, Westworld. Uh, man, I love that because it puts me in that mood of just, you should try
0: that while you're writing instead of the coffee, coffee sounds. All right, I'll add, yeah. I'll add the theme from Westworld. I love the theme from Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> right, great. I mean, and, and I, it gets me pumped to watch Westworld is the only problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that. what I'll do for my five minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there you go. A couple of little productivity hacks uh, towards the end of this podcast. So that's the Pomodoro Technique. The, uh, the Rocky, the rocky team and the yeah. low barrier of entry to form a new habit. We're going to leave you with one final thing. If you get nervous or freak out when you're about to make a speech, now you and I are are, are we're public speakers professionally. But uh, well, we we you get a little nervous, still, don't you?
1: I don't get nervous when I go out to play piano uh, on stage anymore. And then and then when I get excited, and then when I'm talking to the audience. But I have to give a speech in the uh, middle of September in Houston. And I have to, I'm doing a speech on, on optimism, right? Uh, and so I, I, I've, I've done very, very few speeches where there's like a, a beginning, a middle, and an end that I'm nervous about that. And I think the reason is that
0: I don't have that much experience
1: doing that where I
0: don't have a piano as a crutch, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, well, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that in the next few weeks you're going to tell me that we have to do multimedia presentations for this thing <laughs> so that you have something to lean on. Hundred yep. percent sure that that's yep. going to happen. Yep. Uh, but here's another way that you can calm those butterflies: you can write encouraging phrases at the very top of your notes. Something like "Everyone's rooting for you" or "You're going to rock the house," which I know you're going to rock the house. Oh, I love this idea. Researching Dartmouth College. I'm, I'm going to write it on the stage everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you should have a yeah. little post its. Researchers at Dartmouth College found that people who read positive notes, also known as inoculation messages, because they inoculate you, or uh, what, what's the other word I'm looking for? Uh, what, what is an inoculation? Inoculation is a uh, vaccine. No, they vaccine, vaccinate yeah, yeah, you yeah, from, yeah. from having bad thoughts. Oh, yeah. Before speaking in public, they were much less stressed by the experience than those who didn't cheer themselves on. The study authors say getting a flood of positivity helps reduce our fears, and makes us worry less about making a mistake, forgetting what we're saying, or being judged negatively. And that makes it much easier to step up to that lectern with confidence. So make sure before your presentation, you can see your inoculation messages, encouraging phrases you write at the very top of your notes, inoculation You know what messages. else I'm
1: going to do is I'm going to use that, uh, the theme from, um, from Westworld, and I'm going to have my own voice You know, uh, doing uh, affirmations and I I'll, I'll, daily and, affirmations and, and, with and, John Tesh yeah because you deserve it in uh in, in headphones and I, I, I you know I I've, I've known athletes who have done this before um in fact you know it's what before I um, went into my last surgery I had Connie uh, read a bunch of healing scriptures right and with the west with mm-hmm. the west world uh, music uh, and you know positivity stuff and and uh, it really works but I love I love this this idea of of, of writing it down uh on the paper and this would work even if you were doing a presentation in school you know up in front of the class right because those are
0: those are those are the ones that are really frightening because you got kids that are all picking their nose looking at you and And you could leave it on there for when you turn it in turn in your your lecture notes and your teacher's (laughs) like thanks for the encouraging message bob uh (laughs) you got an a way to go so there
1: there are no bobs anymore it's it's ashley and kent (laughs) kent Don't
0: we know? an Ashley Kent is. We do. Sorry, just sort of came out of my head.
1: It's, it's Ashley and Arthur. Yeah. No, there wait, you go. no, no. Arthur. What's the What's the What's the Jade? What's the boy name now? It's it, It's It's wearing it, being worn out. Brandon. Oh, Brandon's, Brandon's very popular. Yeah, yeah. But also Brayden, Brayden, Brandon, Brendan, Pomodoro, all those guys.
0: All those guys. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thank you, guys, so much for listening. As always, if you enjoy our podcast, if you feel like it's moving you forward, and we're trying to do that for you. Go ahead and rate, comment, and subscribe uh, in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful loading up
1: on the on these tips. So in other words, if you put a pencil in your mouth to make yourself smile so that you're in a better mood, and you listen to the Rocky theme, and you're doing the Pomodoro thing for 25 minutes, your head could explode. And so. you're trying to encourage yourself with the pencil. Right. You, <laughs> this. you can do it. <laughs> right. You're going to win. Yeah. Be careful. with. We don't recommend combining them all at once. You know, just mm-hmm. sort of titrate
0: them in. Uh, if you want to dig deeper with any of us, you can go to Facebook.com slash john tesh. We all hang out there and we respond to comments. You know, we there.
1: haven't done a uh, we facebook haven't done,
0: yeah we haven't done an ask me anything in a long time. We got all the gear here. Let's yeah. just, let's hook it up. We should do that. All right. So uh, facebook. dot slash john tesh on Twitter. It's at john tesh at gib gerard and uh, who's not with us today, but is always on the show at connie selica. You can check us out there. We are try to be as responsive as possible on all of those platforms. Uh, and uh, yeah that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just want to remind everybody that our show today is brought to you by Virtue Labs. It's a hair care brand with a vision to give everyone their best hair with the help of an incredible new protein called alpha keratin 60 KU. Alpha keratin 60 KU is a whole human protein that's identical to the keratin in your own hair. And as a result, it can fill in cracks from damage and give your hair more bounce, shine and strength. So Try Alpha Keratin 60KU exclusively in Virtue Labs shampoos, conditioners, and styling products. Just visit VirtueLabs.com and use the offer code TESH to try Virtue at 10% off and you get free shipping. That's VirtueLabs.com. Use offer code TESH.
1: And if you see me walking down the street and all of a sudden I look a lot like Farrah Fawcett, Look it up. You don't know who she is. You'll who doesn't know, know who her faucet is? Well, I don't know. The you, poster. You, you, the poster you, in the red bathing you, suit. You're going to know that I've been rocking this. I've, I've been keratinized. You're going to know that I've been <laughs> not, not like, it's not simonized. I've been characterized, and all the deep cracks in my
0: hair have been filled in. Baby. Just as long as you don't wear that red bathing suit. Yep. Man.